Yo, what's going on, Internet? The Black Kai here, aka TBH. And to be honest, I'd like to welcome you guys back to the Game and Illuminati podcast. We are the Enlightened Gainers, and Rona won't stop us from completing episode 97. Now, before we get into the show, allow me to introduce you to my co-host, the first of which actually completed a game other than Yakuza for once last night called Doom Eternal, UTXJG the Don. Say what up to the people. You still have no right to question anybody about beating games when you uninstall everything, sir. And I you're not going to be Animal Crossing because that's not a game that you can beat. Exactly. So you can keep playing that forever and <laughs> talking shit. We're going to wait for you to be doomed. But what up? We're back. I'm in a new crib and uh, still in quarantine, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my second co-host is addicted to Valorant. So he better contribute to at least 20% of this podcast. So we'll be highly upset. Gamer Ito, say what up to the people. Oh, what's up, everybody? And no, this game is mid. You know, that's a lie because you're oh, tired. Wait a minute, wait, yeah. no, you got me. You hear the tired in his lying. voice. He was up till oh. six. I, I looked at the DM this morning. This man was DMing at 6 30 in the morning. I was like, oh, lying <laughs> <laughs> ass. You've been playing Valorant. Mm-hmm. Cut it out. And I guess for today as a Patreon backer, you also see him in the Twitch chat on the regular Boss Don. Say what up to the people. Shout out to social medias, whatever you want, man. What's good, everybody? Boy, Boston, Robbie Velli. Uh, I'm your usual in everybody's chat. JG, TBH, Ethos, everyone in GI. Uh, supporting for about a couple years now. Uh, Twitter, you can find me on Twitter. Mine is Robbie Velli, the Don. And on uh, Twitch, I'm Boston, Robbie Velli. Hey, if you want to appear on the next episode, be sure to back us at patreon.com slash GI updates. Also, be sure to take the show on the go. The podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, all other major podcast outlets. We got a GI app available on iOS and Android. It's free. Search Illuminati on your respective app store. Keep in mind, we spell Illuminati with the word naughty's and naughty or nice. And last but not least, make sure to rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts. When you rate our show five stars, it helps us move up in the algorithm, which helps us move, bring in new viewers and all blah, blah, blah. Now, before we get into the show, let's talk about the free games. I don't know why I still have February in the notes, but I, I did update this. Ignore that. Um, what's the name? Uh, so the free games for April on PS4 is Uncharted 4 and Dirt Rally 2.0. On Xbox, you get Project Cars 2, Fable Anniversary, Knights and Pin Pun- Paper Bundle. I don't know what the fuck that is. And Toolbox Turbo. And then on the Epic Game Store, Just Cause 4 will be free next week. Uh, definitely not. We'll be forgetting about that. I'm trying to download that. And then... If you're really poor, uh, Google Stadia will be two months free right now. If you if you want to access that, you'll get access to nine games. Um, so they're really they really want you guys to use that streaming service if you if you're really interested in that. Siggy uh, said he hasn't taken his controller out of the box yet, so that should tell you what's going on with Google Stadia. All right, starting conversations. Let's get into it. Uh, Valorant, the greatest shooter of all time, the most hyped up, has over like two million viewers on Twitch right now. It's a new shooter from uh, Riot Games. It's currently in closed beta. The only way you can get access is if you watch a streamer stream, you have to connect your Riot account uh, to your Twitch account and you sit in their chat and you hope you randomly get a key. Um, This is a hero shooter, tactical shooter, kind of like CSGO kind of looks like. I don't know. Ethos, I'm going to let you take the floor on this one because you're the one that's actually played it. You're the only one that's able to get a key besides Chaos. Uh, Give your actual first impressions let the people know what's really going is valorant worth the hype man this shit is mid as fuck bro don't even get a fucking hype for this shit no, i'm not kidding um it's 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 good uh i first went into it and i don't know i kind of went into it expecting that i probably hate it because i don't like csgo at all so and i'm not i used to be an overwatch player so i but i 
I haven't played Overwatch in years, so I wouldn't say I'm that type of player. I would say I'm more of a rainbow player going into this more than anything else. And some people are making comparisons saying it's CSGO and Overwatch, but I actually believe outside of the characters, I don't think the game is very Overwatchy. It doesn't feel like that. It feels more like a more forgiving CSGO mixed with Rainbow Six Siege, like operator, like abilities. Um, there is, I don't even know how to describe it. I, do you have a question about the game? I think that's better. I think it's better. Like you have. Yeah, what do you What do you feel right? like makes this game? Because like from the outside looking in, when I watch it, I just don't yeah. get it. I don't get the hype. Like it looks okay, but it honestly just looked kind of mid to me. Like I don't really see what warrants the the two million viewers on Twitch. Mm -hmm. People going crazy trying to get a key. Like what do you feel like is that one thing that makes differentiates it from the market? I guess um i think the the biggest thing at least from like a, a pro standpoint like if you care about competitive games i think it's like what they're promising is what's really what has a lot of people excited for it because right now what the problem with csgo is csgo has a huge cheater problem like they they always have uh and just latency issues um and so valorant is trying to say hey you know because riot games is like a massive company and they have massive deals with like a lot of isps in america i don't know if it's around the world but i do know it's in america they've cut deals with them um to make it where basically they built i won't get into the, to the nerdy technical shit, but i'll just say like they have a certain net system set up where their game will try to find the fastest way through like the ISP's network to reach your computer in order to ping the server back and forth so that you can get the fastest connection or the, the lowest ping possible. Um, so like I've been playing Valorant and like, I think there's a glitch with the network code icon popping up, but like for the most part, like I've been getting like under 30 ping every single game. I've never like straight up lagged once playing this game. Um, and I'm assuming with all these people playing, I don't know it's because they're limiting how many people are playing the game right now. And when they start adding more and more and more people, maybe that's when, you know, things will start to get a little more unstable. But for right now, the game just runs like perfect. Uh, it's really optimized. Like you can run this on like a toaster. I get like 200 something frames playing it, which is really good. Um, I think that's like the biggest selling offer. So basically, if you're like a, a shooter guy who like really loves like competitive, like competitive nature, uh, you'll love this. I think I'd say if you're a rainbow player and you love rainbows aspect of like those tense, you know, round to round gunfights and you know how tense each round can be, where it's like clutch, it's like uh, if can feel like that. The clutch moments in this game are like really good. Like they make you feel godly, but on the flip side of the coin, it's the it's also goes the other way where if you're getting dunked on or your your team's just not good and they're not communicating, just like any other competitive game, like you're gonna hate it. It's gonna be the worst experience you've ever had. And it's gonna make you like really yell out some gamer. So words. don't play without friends, basically. Honestly, don't play unless you have two to three people to play with. Like you could suffer with two other randoms, but like my experience was if you play it solo, you just have to be like a CSGO god. You have to be really good that you'll have fun. Because I can't imagine you being like you know mid or just uh i'm all right at the game and like expect to have fun unless like you just get lucky and you rng into like a team of like try hard sweats that's another thing though like every single match in this game is just sweaty there's there's no casual mode in this game it's just straight up sweat every single time and this is just unranked so i can't even fathom when like they make a rank mode mm, from the outside looking in boss what do you what are you, what are you thinking about valorant uh from the outside looking in i just seen there's like a Sort of like a smoke screen shooting simulating type of thing where like all i've seen was people just throw smoke and then try to get position and to get like a good shot uh but then like ethos was saying it's, it gave me a whole lot of rainbow six siege vibes which that's what interested me in it it's like you know you make sure you get the right shot make sure you get hit all your shots and all that 
But it's a lot of things that I've seen with people playing is like for some reason, I don't know if it, you've noticed that ethos. Well, you've complained about it too. Sometimes it looks like you're hitting directly on, but none of your shots would register, and then you would still yeah. get popped out of the sky. Ooh, so I've been seeing a, that. That sounds like CSGO. That's that CSGO yeah. bullshit, and I don't like it. Yeah, that's, and, that's and then me, me seeing that, that's kind of something that puts me off. Is like if I know that I'm hitting, I'm pointing directly at him, I'm shooting, and it's none of my shots are registering, that's something that's going to be like, you know what, I'm going to just put this down and not going to touch it anymore. Um, But I do see like how fun it can be when you're playing with people. I've seen people play with randoms and everyone just gets sniped out of the sky and then just loses every round. Um, but if you're playing with friends and you coordinate and everyone's communicating, I can see how you could have fun playing this game. But that that shot registry is something that just puts me off about it. Yeah, I, that, I forgot to mention that. So the way the game works is, which is still irritating. I think Cisco does the same shit too. They add RNG, which I don't understand this, but basically your first couple of shots that you fire from the gun are always accurate. Like they'll always hit their target. But then if you're like, sustain firing the gun will just start to go insane with like where the bullets go with like rng and those just start popping off in directions you're not directly aiming at which is irritating i, I personally don't like it but i don't know if it's because everybody's used to using this with csgo so like everybody's just that's just the way it's always been or if it's something else i can't figure that out yet but yeah okay jg any hot takes on valorant um yeah it's kind of hard to me uh for me to make a full assessment of it just from watching on the outside looking in but like ethos i've never really been a fan of cs at all like i'm not a fan of the search uh terrorist versus counter terrorist game modes i'm i'm not a fan of that i was like responding on like having one life um and the only thing that i really liked to cs was the gun game um so that was like one of the only things that we played when we were playing like earlier um and so coming into this i was like okay well if you're going to add a class to it you're gonna add classes to it maybe it'll be a little bit more interesting for me but still looking at the gameplay besides those elements whatever class that you choose it still looks like cs to me just with a different art style so again like i'm not going to make a full assessment until i actually get my hands on it but i'm just going to say right now from just watching i still don't get what the hype is maybe because it's just riot uh maybe because they just reached out to all the big streamers all the big content creators like a lot of other uh new games do when they first come out just to build that hype um i don't know what it really is but like people are going insane and like and, and it's got to a point and we talked about this on twitter when we've seen like a a good number of people they're like well i still didn't get a code yet like i I feel left out i don't know you know why they decided to do these drops or whatever like i I don't know if that's also contributing to the hype because just people can't get in or what and they're just feeling left out and they want to play the game they at least want to try it out and and they can't because they're just not getting the code um I, i think that might also just be a huge contributor as to why like the game just has an insane amount of hype right now and this is just this is a beta like it's crazy like we we have a whole bunch of things going on communities are getting ruined uh imploding from within like it's it's pretty insane but just from like the gameplay standpoint just from watching multiple people play like it, it still looks like cs to me cs with a couple of other things going on some flashy effects um some some slightly different ways to play it besides just you know peeking around corners and making sure that your shots hit there are other elements that you can do and that's probably again the only saving grace for me is just the fact that like there are there are going to be other strategies you can use depending on what class that you have i think that's only like fun thing for me um yeah. just not being a cs fan at all i, I, I think you oh, oh, go sorry ahead. go ahead My bad. uh well i was gonna say i i think what's weird about this is like it doesn't feel like a beta to me 
Like, I don't see anybody on my Twitter timeline, anybody on Instagram actually giving feedback to this game. Even when I pull up to streams, like I like I'll I'll see people in the chat. People are like, so why do you like this game? And like, just like I just like it. I just like like I, I have a problem with like picking up people that, that can't articulate themselves on what's good and what's bad about the game. What makes it the only yeah. the only person I seen that could really articulate how certain things would affect other things was Nate Shot. But like they like I get that they got to bring viewers in, but like it was it was just kind of weird. Like I don't feel like anybody's giving real feedback, and this feels more like a, a marketing push than an actual beta, and yeah, the, because like of the way yeah. that they do it with the drops. Yeah, I feel like it's a big marketing push, sort of like how Apex came into the game where they just got all the big streamers. Everybody started streaming Apex, but it was accessible. So I don't, it wasn't as big. I feel like more people were playing it because the big uh, streamers were playing it. So there wasn't a big like watch party for it. Whereas for Valorant, it's dependent on you watching these big streamers play it. And then you just happen to get a code. So that's what's driving the numbers up. But to see if this would probably like sustain for a long while, I don't see the gameplay where like people would be like, okay, I could play this for a very long time. Yeah. yeah and i think what's really weird too is like once again from the outside looking in because i haven't been able to play because i can't get a code or get into the game it looks okay like it looks okay i'm not saying no way that it looks bad I'll, i'm definitely gonna try it but it's kind of weird because like when i look at my twitter timeline and i look at i guess like our industry friends or people that are twitch streamers you know that, that you meet at conventions and stuff like that like they're all talking about valorant but none of my friends that i went to college or high school with nobody's talking about valorant like because I think it's a sweat game, right? Like, it's a really hardcore game. And I don't think those people that you're talking about are hardcore gamers. Like, they're, they're the people who are going to care about this game, honestly, are two people. The people who are going to care are, one, are going to be, like, the streamers and, like, pretty much people who are influencer or content creators. One, because we're in a drought right now, uh, in a way. And then uh, for, like, a shooter standpoint and, like, multiplayer-wise, we're kind of in a drought. And two, the coronavirus, which is the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's what, it's what's mm -hmm. making everybody, like, on edge. Like, everyone has a lot of pent-up anger right now. And this game, like, can let you literally let it, like, let it go and just dunk on people. So, like, I think it all, it's all the timing. It's the, the timing perfect storm. It's the perfect storm for this game. And I think that's why you're seeing this abnormal, weird, like, version of hype that it's getting compared like how we've seen like destiny get and like titanfall and the rest of them how they well, got it when they first got revealed let me finish my theory i was gonna also say that like i said i don't notice like just regular everyday people it's mostly industry people i see and people who are in tune like that are fans of twitch and like mixer well nobody's a fan of mixer but you get the point uh <laughs> um, so it kind of i i, I kind of feel like this game is is getting a lot of hype also because i feel like twitch streamers are just tired of fortnite and it's it's like the san francisco gold rush it's like people see a chance to get some views and whether they want to admit it or not there and this falls on the youtube side of things too like it's a new game kind of like when PUBG first came out when when fortnite first came out or when call of duty was first big on the gaming scene it's like that new hot game that everybody knows is guaranteed to get them views whether it's youtube or twitch and i feel like that adds to the excitement whether you're a content creator or you're somebody who wants to be a content creator it gives people hope and that, I, that's just I just I, that's why I feel like I'm mostly seeing like just industry people talk about it, but like the everyday like gamer like niggas is still just playing 2K from what I see. Like I don't really see them talking about Valorant like that. But I hope I hope it's good. There's another game that you know we can't talk about, but um, yeah. It is what it is. Yo, when does when does the open beta? When is it available to everybody? Nobody knows. Uh, <laughs> still so, no news. Mm. Yeah, so I guess I guess this joint is just gonna kind of coming. Is it, is it only for like a week the closed beta? 
I nobody knows. Again, no news on that. No like news. they nobody literally knows. mentioned nothing. They're still just talking about the drops and getting rid of cheaters who yeah, are already. Okay. Just, I guess they're gonna keep it up until they. Well, hold on. <laughs> as they want. Yeah, we already got. Can we stop? We already got cheaters in closed betas. Like, what's going yeah, on, society? Yeah, they said yeah. they already got some cheaters, but they said, they we banned our first cheater today. Like, yeah. <laughs> are you proud yeah, of that, bro? <laughs> yeah, like I mean, yeah, they are because they're trying to. You know, that was again one of the big things that you just mentioned already. Um you know about about them you know supposed to have the you know one of the best anti-cheat systems so yeah they want to show that it works speaking of cheaters you just reminded me let me write myself a note down that me and black ran into some cheaters in apex duos last night they were running in teams of fours fucking pussies i recorded that shit too i'm put it on twitter anyways uh <laughs> uh let's see next topic we got doom eternal that came out since the last podcast uh it's the new new game from bethesda y'all know i don't buy bethesda games but i got it for free Shout out to uh, Hunter Blank. He he donated it to me in the chat to play it. Um, I, I'll take the flow on this one. I'm actually surprised. Like I, I actually like this game. Uh, it's actually deeper than what I thought it would be. Um, based off first impressions, I only have like a few hours in it. It's much deeper than I thought it would be. Like I thought it, from the outside looking in, it looks like you just run around and shoot at shit like a fucking maniac. And you do do that, but like there's a strategy to it because certain moves give you health, certain moves give you ammo, and you and you have very um, light ammo. So you have to be very you have to be very strategic about what weapons you use and when, and then also the mobility of the game. Um, I, I was actually surprised how deep the actual the the shooter is. Um, so I would I would say like this is this is pretty fire. You just beat it, Jay. For somebody who actually beat it, give us a more deep and introspective look at Doom Eternal. I did, um, and I feel the exact same way that you do. I came into the game and I thought it was just gonna be run around, shoot shit, repeat. Um, there's not, I mean, there is a story, but uh, for what I could tell, like I was asking my chat and everybody was like, "Well, like don't you worry about the story? What story? Like just run around and shoot stuff." So I was like, "All right, um, it's it's not deep, but it is a story to it." Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was the same thing um, that you were saying. And then I was looking at all of the upgrades that you could do. I was like, "Okay, they have weapon upgrades, they have suit upgrades, and then it goes deeper than that." So I was like, "Okay, well, this game is actually kind of deep with the Lauren stuff." So uh, that actually got me a little bit more interested because if it was just shoot shit you know going to room shoot shit repeat then i probably wouldn't have had as much fun but uh like you mentioned like it does bring another sense of strategy to what you have to do um because ammo is definitely a very very important component and i found plenty of times especially early on where i didn't have any ammo at all i'm like well what the hell am i supposed to do i gotta run to an enemy try to chainsaw them just so i can get some ammo or try to find some drops um then on the ground in order to continue otherwise i'm just going to die because i'm going to be helpless so it seems like that that just make it super intense and then i went ahead and beat it yesterday and i got to the uh to the final boss or whatever i was like yo like this is this is pretty insane like what you had to do so i like the fact that again there's a certain amount of strategy to it there are upgrades that you um that are very important to your progression and the fact that like the different areas when you get there you know what's about to be just a you know a whole wave of enemies and you just have to uh, figure out the best way to traverse in order to avoid the countless amount of enemies that are running towards you at any given time um, in order to survive. And, and Ethos, he played it on the hardest difficulty, which is absolutely insane. Um, so I know he had a way harder time uh, than I did. So, like, I could just imagine, uh, you know, playing on the hardest difficulty, trying to, you know, get past some of these areas. So um, it's crazy, but I, I definitely enjoyed it. And now I want to go back and play uh doom 2016 because i didn't know it was like that and people were telling me that like even doom 2016 had those upgrade elements and nobody talked about that as far as i heard i didn't look at any like you know 
real reviews on it but i didn't really hear anybody talking about the upgrades and you know the changes that they made in 2016 so again that's why i wasn't interested at first but with this one i definitely want to go back and play 2016 now man listen bethesda get get rid of your launcher because i'm not gonna lie i almost uninstalled this game um I, Yo, you on their launcher yeah what's the name uh blake hunted uh, blake hunter he, he donated me a code for through the bethesda launcher or whatever and i mean it's free so <laughs> i didn't like, control you hell <laughs> yeah he should have he did it through steam but what a terrible friend bro this <laughs> that shit it crashed on me like the first time and i was like all right y'all if this crash on me one more time like you know what i gotta do and luckily it started running but like it's really clunky and then it's weird too the the uh bethesda like launcher for some reason i couldn't get it off of on, it was on top of the game at one point so i had to turn the game off and relaunch the launcher because it was like a glitch or whatever it's just really buggy it sticks to the damn screen for some reason it's you everybody doesn't need a launcher just put your game on steam or put it on the actually put it on the epic game store because the epic game store is better than steam in my opinion at this point it's very smooth um that chinese spyware <laughs> i don't care what anybody thinks i, I like the epic game store what about you uh Ethos? how you feel about doom uh yeah uh I kind of already talked about this a couple of times, but um, I would say Doom is Doom has been my uh, I would consider it the best shooter I've played since Titanfall Two, and y'all know like mm. I love Titanfall Two. Yeah, that's big. It, yeah, it's it is Titanfall Two was like a game changer for me, like for shooters, like I'm for a campaign wise, and Doom's campaign is just as good as Titanfall's. Um, like a lot of people who played Doom brought this up kind of in 2016, but. Uh, I don't think like a lot of people like I don't think Doom 2016 was really marketed well from like a standpoint of like they don't really tell you the truth about Doom they just tell you that oh it, you know oh it's just we're going to hell like the memes overtake the game so a lot of people think of Doom they think it's just oh we're going to hell you know demonic mu- you know a rock or what is it yeah rock hardcore rock music and then like just shooting a bunch of shit and just killing demons and shit it, it, it is that but uh, what's actually underneath the game is actually a very complex um like chess game like you're actually playing chess if you think about it and you're basically the king and everything else that's trying to kill you is basically like black pawns and and bishops and kings so uh, and queens so the way that you have to traverse every arena and every fight is you have certain you probably have noticed it when you're playing it um your brain naturally picks out by visualization of silhouettes of the enemy types and you pick out which ones are considered the highest threats for you and you rush them first to kill them before other ones and then what the game does is over time it keeps throwing new enemy types at you jay's probably seen this already but um i uh well, yeah it's already been shown but you know for example the fire guy jg that when he yeah when they just yeah so that's an example of them throwing a twist at near like the near like last quarter of the game where it's just like okay now you have a high priority person you have to take out and then on top of that then they add the marauder to like keep like keep somebody that was just like oh you have to pay attention and like dis and do uh like kite him very well or like keep a distance at him but still hit him um that's my only complaint about it i know some people disagree with this but i still believe the marauder hurts the game more than it helps it uh, a lot of people say oh you just got to get good to kill the marauder i get that but at the same time i don't think anytime i played against marauder i had fun it wasn't fun every time i saw marauder seeing a marauder just literally had me sigh and just like i don't want to deal with this dude right now um and he kind of kills the game flow um that's the only big con i don't like about the game but other than that everything else is like a fucking masterpiece the music's fire 
Um, it's a little literal adrenaline rush every single like minute of the game. Like they barely give you time to calm down. Like you're just constantly like just go go. Yeah, go, the game go, makes go. me feel like a boomer. I'm not gonna lie, it's too damn fast sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like, like, you have yeah. to be in a certain mood. You have to be well rested to play that because it was literally hurting my rest. eyes at one point. Yeah, yeah like because I remember, I remember I, I watching watching the streams of, of people playing Doom Eternal. I just remember saying, did this person ever like pause the game or like well, take a you break? Can't. Yeah. I, just, I just feel like every single time you like you finish off one stage, you're off to the next stage. You're off to the there's next, like a hundred yeah. more enemies rushing to you, and it's like, uh, yeah. this is something where like you just have to dedicate your day to just go through it, and just like you got to be like well rested to play this because once you get frustrated. Overload. Yeah. Right. Once exactly. you get frustrated and like when you've been playing for like a couple hours, like four or five hours, and let's say you get a part where like you're just dying and you're getting frustrated, like that's when like the game you just want to turn it off. You're just like, I'm, I don't want to play this shit. But like, it does a good job of pacing. There's like some little pacing issues. Like I don't know, JJ, how you feel about the platforming and stuff. I know a lot. That's like the biggest contention people have is like they like the platforming segments and stuff. I thought they were fine. I didn't have an issue with it, but some people thought it was like overdone. I like them. Like I thought they did an amazing job with every area. I think those were like most likely, like like I was saying, those were like your rest points, like as you were going through platforming, because you're not attacking anybody yeah, while you're platforming. You're just it was like where you just calm down, and then next thing you know, that's when it picks back up. Yeah. So definitely, without a doubt, in my opinion, it's it's a game of the year contender, no doubt. Um, people, I, I honestly, I've been trying to convince people who aren't really like hardcore shooter fans to like try the game. Like, I'm like, you don't have to play this shit at the hardest difficulty. But, like, from a design standpoint, that game has some of the best gameplay I've ever seen in the game in a very long time. See, that's really the thing. So, so, for me, I'm, like, putting this on the back burner because I'm not too crazy about playing Doom Eternal. But mm-hmm. then I felt like if I would play it on, like, a soft difficulty, per se, mm-hmm. I felt like I wouldn't get the enjoyment as you or probably JG playing it on that little... Oh, I got frustrated. <laughs> I don't think... I, <laughs> I mean, like, I don't think the game is, like... I don't know. I wouldn't play on the easiest mode, but I played on like what JG said, like normal or maybe the normal. Was, I played on normal. It was still yeah. pretty difficult. Like it's mm. still it still challenges you. It's not like when you play normal. It's just like the game just is just gonna like let like, you hold your hand. Like it, it will challenge you at points. That's the thing. Like, I, I would right, want yeah. the challenge, but then then again, if I would like say if I would play on normal, I want to know if, is that is that sort of like right. like it's not like Dark Souls, like yeah. sort of like how Sekiro just sets you in, and that's just like a hard mm-hmm. game, right? And you know that's right. gonna be hard, so you know you're gonna be frustrated. Yeah. Is it sort of like if I put it on normal on? doom is it sort of that type of difficulty or is it just like a little bit scaled no, down i think it's like a misconception a lot of people think that it's like dark souls ish like if you don't play it on the highest difficulty you won't get the you know the, the you won't feel the game or understand it it's not like that i i think really you're not really playing doom for the the uh campaign even though in my opinion the story actually is pretty funny uh it's pretty good funny in a funny way uh but like overall just like I think people should play this game because it's just the 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 uh, power fantasy it gives you is some of the best shit in the in, in, in I've ever played in the game. It just makes I, JG probably can tell you. It just makes you feel like a god. Like you're just so powerful when you just run around and and like you just feel just arrogant every single time. Like you walk into a room and you're just like whatever, nigga, bow bow bow. And, you know that's whatever it is. But yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I only played a couple hours, but like I get, I was like, I was like, I get it. I could I can see why people like this. And if you're looking for a new shooter, like I'm confident. And saying that, like, yeah, it's, it's definitely dope and worth trying out if you got the money because time is hard. Interesting how you found a problem with Marauder because I was just about to say that, like, that's the one enemy that I just hated every like, time that I saw yep. him. No, every single time. Yep. I was yes, like, bro, sir. like, get, get out of my face. He was one of the enemies, like, after I saw him the first time, like, if he came into a room with a whole bunch of other enemies, you start sighing. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, oh, I'm like, bro, yeah, like, have fun. It's hard to focus on you and everybody. And else. All these people trying to kill me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, <laughs> it was funny because I wish, I wish, uh, what was it? Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bees. 
he was he went on Twitter and he tweeted out, oh, if you don't like the Marauder, you just suck at the game. I was like, I'm I was like, oh God. Yeah, if this was me like three years ago, oh man, I would have quote tweeted you you and me would have been arguing on Twitter for like two hours about this shit. And I was like, I'm just gonna let you have it, bro. I, I think at the end of the day, I personally believe, and this is just me as playing as a higher difficulty mode. So it wasn't like I was playing this shit on like easy mode or whatever. I think the Marauder, not that he's difficult, he's just irritating to play against and he's not fun everybody else all the other enemies are fun to play against he's the only one that's just he's just literally shows up with literally a sign that says no fun allowed and he just slow he just slams it into the ground just you're just gonna sit here and you're gonna be frustrated for five minutes trying to kill me so yeah i know i know the devs are trying to make like a, an additional power spike in the difficulty in the later level but that that boss fight was not fun and all the ones after that not fun and then i enjoyed it Ooh, okay, okay, okay. That's it. Doom Eternal. What about uh, this Final Fantasy VII remake? This came out just uh, yesterday. Am I the only one that's played it in here? Yeah, I think so. I only played the demo. It packs less, but I, I booted maybe. up the beginning of the at first, but I haven't played through. My PS4. I, uh, talk about it then, boss. Talk about the beginning. What was your experience with it? Do you think it was uh, worth the wait? It's it's sort of it's just a nostalgia hit. So you remember how you well I played the first Final Fantasy. That was that was my introdu introduction to Final Fantasy, and I've been in love with Final Fantasy since I was a kid. So when you get the hop off the trade and all that stuff, you just go into nostalgia. And was like, damn, I remember this, and now it's all upgraded and uh, upgraded, and you're just like, damn, this is just bringing me back to a kid when you just stood in front of the TV and started playing this all day. And then you go in, you attack it, and the attack system reminds me of Final Fantasy. Was it what was the last one? Fifteen. 15 yeah the tax system is sort of like that so then you remember how to do your little uh, dodges how you call your magic moves and all that so i i was kind of used to the controls already so uh just from playing it i love it already um I, I can't wait to get into it a little bit more but um yeah this is one of the games that i've just been waiting for because once again final fantasy was uh, final fantasy 7 was my introduction to final fantasy and i just want to continue playing it can i ask you a question about that What's uh up? quick so um, I was pretty critical of 15's combat system because I felt it was just like flashy, but it had no real substance. I was going to say it doesn't feel like 15 to me. Does it? Yeah, I was going to ask. For I'm, I, I was saying it, I, like for me, I'm saying like just off of initial like fighting, like the initial uh, fighting style where you just like attacking like a, through that first person uh, or right. third person shooting or uh -huh. third person fighting right. style. Mm, That's yeah. the initial uh, take that I got from it. Like, OK, this is just sort of like the, it took 15 and then just, uh, you know, uh, okay. tweaked it a little bit so that's my initial i didn't say it was like exactly like 15 got but you. that's exactly where my brain went to once i started playing it so, at first tbh will you say it's is it like because i that was like my that was my that's like the one thing that holds like i i have the game i'm gonna play it but that's like one of my concerns because like that's why i criticized the crap out of 15 was that like 15 like for me it felt like the combat was very flashy and it looks cool what you're on the screen but the actual inputs and what you're doing is very like stupid simple there's almost like a lag input when like in 15 like it looks like an action game from the outside looking in and then when you play it yeah it's not it's it's all predetermined bullshit it's not it's not like 15 in my opinion and to the point where like yeah no i'm 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 not a big final fantasy fan like i could end up seeing this being one of my favorite final fantasies i mean i'm only a few hours into it but just based off of the combat and like the world and stuff like that um, it feels more like Devil May Cry or or Bayonetta, like it's a straight up action game. Um, mm. And then you press, so it's like it's it's square to attack on the controller, and then circle to dodge. 
then you have the the right bumper to block and x you press x and that brings up your spells and then what's cool is that does slow it down and then you can you can you can cast your spell look around and slow it down if you want to or you can tie your spells to the left bumper and when you hold down left bumper and hit the coordinating button kind of like dragon ball xenoverse or whatever you would do it you could just do a, a fast cast or whatever so you could play it slower but like it's straight up action to me and like i i kind of like that um I would like to see more of that from Final Fantasy, but like I, I was actually surprised. Like the game actually looks really freaking good for a, a, a late PS4 game. Um, like if you would have told me like this was like a PS5 launch title, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, and I didn't know any better, I wouldn't question it because it looks definitely looks a lot better than most of these PS4 games coming out. It's definitely pushing the hardware. Your joint gonna sound like a it's taking off for NASA. Um, <laughs> All right. The only, the only, the only thing that like compared to like Doom, I put a couple hours into it and I was like, I can recommend this. The only reason I still can't 100% recommend this remake is because I am a little, I'm a little fishy on that frame rate. Like I seen a little bit of frame rate drops in the beginning and I'm like, all right, what's going to happen when we get into some of these bigger boss fights? Uh, Cause it, it's definitely know. running at 30. It looks like that frame rate might be dropping. It, it already is looking spooky in the beginning, a uh, couple chapters. And that, that's one of my, pro or the regular PS4? I'm on the pro. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm questioning the game from a technical standpoint. I didn't watch any reviews, so I can't say what they. I can't say if they question that or not. But I've already seen some frame drops a little bit, and like the first few hours of the game is like the first hour is the demo, and then I got to like chapter two. I finally got into the city, and I met like Sephiroth and all that stuff. Um, But it's it's spoiler alert. Oh, oh my God! And the girl, the red dress, dies. What's the name? It's nice to play this game. (laughs) It's nice to play this game though, because uh, I didn't have a PS One when I was a kid. My my neighbor did, my friend, and he would come over my house and play my N sixty four, and I would go to his plaza play PlayStation. But I never got to beat Final Fantasy seven. I just played it uh, here and there. So it's nice to be able to actually see what happens in the story. I just know kind of the main key points of the story, um, and it's nice to be able to have it reimagined uh like this way it's I, I like remakes like this where they put effort yeah. forth into it you could you could tell they really tried so let me ask you a question because i know you were critical of uh resident evil and that remake what makes you like this one but you weren't too particularly a fan of resident evil oh i already said i just don't like resident evil i'm not a big oh, fan of this wow. shit i'm not a big fan of final <laughs> fantasy i'm an even lesser fan of resident evil <laughs> <laughs> i just don't really like like scary games like that like um the oh, only okay. the only game scary game I could think of off the top of my head that like I genuinely loved was uh Dead Space, which R.I.P. to Visceral Games, like that shit was fire. That gave me nightmares, bro. But I just I never I never got I never understood the hype behind uh, Resident Evil. I don't know. But shout out to the remake for Final Fantasy Seven. This shit, somebody said that this joint was like um it was like uh kingdom hearts i'm like no it's not Nah. when i play kingdom hearts i feel like i'm holding the controller upside down those controls like was, are so i feel like i was watching ass. a movie i feel like i was watching a movie the and they told you just press a button down, it feels like you're holding the controller upside because the controls are so fucking ass the controls are very intuitive in this um and it has a nice little parry system nice little blocking system i i fuck with it i i'm definitely gonna finish this one you got any thoughts on the uh final fantasy uh jay Nah, I just want to get my hands on it, uh, pretty much. Like, besides Final Fantasy VII, the original, my favorite was Final Fantasy X. And again, I'm not, like, the biggest Final Fantasy fan, but when I first played this demo, uh, I was like, yo, like, this feels really good. Uh, I know a lot of people were kind of concerned about the turn-based combat changing into this, but I was like, no, I'm a fan of this. And I didn't play Final Fantasy XV either, so I was just watching other people play that. Um, But again, just getting my hands on it, I was like, yo, like, this is actually, it feels really good. So I... It will definitely be something that you know I will be playing very very soon. Oh, another thing I like 
this game is semi-open world. This needs to be the trend going into the PS5 and the new Xbox, okay? Us old folks don't have time to play thousand-hour games unless it's Assassin's Creed, okay? And that's my bias. But that's beside the point. <laughs> I love these semi-open world games. It lets you explore a little bit and lets you find, but like it is, it can be linear if you want to. And I just, I'm, I find that I'm really enjoying games like that more. I'm, I'm just tired of these big-ass open-world games for no reason. And also, Final Fantasy VIII is the best one. Um, if anybody, yeah, I mean, I'm not mad at you. you my, I'm, not, you I'm, not, I'm not mad at you for that. I'm opinion. not mad at that. You and my cousin like ate a lot, a lot but. The weird one is when a lot of people uh, go up for Final Fantasy IX, which I barely remember beating. I don't even remember that game. It was, it was like they were all like small characters. I just oh yeah, with the big heads. It. Yeah, I remember yeah, that yeah. shit. Yeah. And then people, a lot of people were going up for that, and I was just like, Final Fantasy IX was not that memorable to me. But I, I don't, I don't hate people who say eight, ten is high up there for me as well. As long and ten too, ten two was a really good 13. one. Yeah, ten two was alright. Yeah. That 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 black dude in this remake, well, Final Fantasy period, period. What is his name? That dude, that character is Barrett? racist. Yeah, Barrett. Barrett. He's racist. That shit. I don't know about that. <laughs> Motherfucker is cold trained with a damn Gatling gun on his wrist, bro. This is ridiculous. What's going on, y'all? It's UTXJZ, the now one third of the Game of Illuminati podcast. And if your mailbox is anything like mine, ninety percent of the time, it's a depressing place. You have political flyers, utility bills, unholy amounts of coupons, all that stuff that you don't care about. But once a month for me, I have a reason to be stoked to go to my mailbox. And that's because of my box of awesome from Bespoke Post. One of the first boxes that I received is a clothing box. Now this one had a bunch of socks for your boy. Trust me, I need some socks. I work full time. I do nine to five, you know, before the Corona when I was actually going into the office. So I need some dress socks. I also have some casual socks as well. And these socks are made from really, really good material. So I appreciate that. Another box that I received had some candles for your boy. Trust me, man. You're not feminine. If you have some candles, get some candles for your house. Light them, especially when a girl comes over. They will enjoy them. Trust me. Beastwell quote saying, guys, only the best stuff every month. And no matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life. Now, one of the first boxes that stood out to me when I took a look at Beastful Quotes was the Mixology box. Now, I'm not a heavy drinker, but I do dabble a little bit. So, learning how to actually make your own cocktails and stuff, now that's exciting to me. So, that's one of the first ones that I instantly gravitated towards when I looked at Beastful Quotes and the Box of Awesome. To get started... Take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick out the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel at any time. Each box costs only $45 but has over $70 worth of gear inside. So get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code GI at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code GI for 20% off your first box. Tell them we sent you. Now, I know the corona has us sitting in the house quarantining, losing our minds, but my friends, this too will pass. And when that time comes, it's best for you to step out with Hawthorne's Cologne. Hawthorne's is a men hygiene brand that produces a wide array of products from body wash to deodorant. And it's easy to purchase exactly what you'll need too. You can fill out this really quick quiz on their website and they'll ask you a bunch of questions about your body and hygiene routines. And then once they gather this information, they'll make suggestions on which products they think will best suit you. 
Now, what I really like about Hawthorne, especially in this time, is that there's free shipping and free returns. Now, I've enjoyed my experience with their product. And since Hawthorne is a sponsor for the Gaming Illuminati podcast, they are providing a special deal for all listeners. So don't let that quarantine stop you from taking care of yourself. Head on over to Hawthorne.co and use the promo code GI to get 10% off of your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co and use the code GI at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Um, Animal Crossing, uh, let me come to your, your island and rob your fruit. How you feeling about this, Ethos? New Horizons, available on Switch right now, exclusive. Uh... Talk about it. Is it worth the hype? You've seen the memes. You've seen the <laughs> reviews. Is it really that lit? I think the game is fun, but I think I realize the game is not for me. Why is that? Um, hmm? I, I, I don't have any um, want to play the game anymore. Like, I haven't played the game in like a week. Like, I'll get, I, last time I went on the game was literally so Steve could give me 5 million bells. That was it. Um, but I don't find the game loop enjoying. So I kind of just got bored of it and I haven't played it. So it's like, I, I'll hop on every once in a while when I'm bored. But I just, I don't have a clear goal of what I'm doing. So, and, and the activities I'm so doing So where right were now, you at mentally before you got to that point? What what made you enjoy it and then get I, to that? I hadn't played an Animal Crossing game in a long time. So I kind of didn't know what to expect. And so just the newest, the newness of it was like, oh, this is cool. I, I'm not, okay, okay. This is very relaxing, especially in the time we were in. It was perfect for the time that we were in. I was like, okay, yeah, this is very relaxing, you know, very Zen-like, right? I was enjoying it. But then like, you know, I wasn't time traveling, mind you. I was just trying to play the game how it just was. And when the Easter egg shit started happening, that's when shit just started to get like, mm. I was just digging up Easter eggs. I was like, okay. And then all I was doing was like, all right, what do you need now? Oh, we need to build a bridge. Oh, how do I get that? Oh, gotta get this fucking rare material. How do I get it? Get, gotta get that. Well, you gotta go do like, once I see the loop, I'm just kind of like, okay, but what, what else can I do? Like, is there anything else? Like any story stuff that's gonna happen to me soon or something? And I heard there are events that happen later in the game, but just i it just it's taking so long to get to those points where like i've just kind of uh i've just honestly lost uh interest now like i don't think the game's bad i think it's a good game if i had to rate it i'd probably say it's an eight but like i don't think it's for everybody so mm -hmm. yeah what about you Sorry. boss um i played it i played I'll, the first week i was playing it a lot um but I kind of, well, I don't want to say I was put off, but it was kind of weird because this is my first introduction to Animal Crossing. I never saw the hype of it when it was, well, I never had a GameCube, so I never played it when it was on GameCube. But this is my first introduction to Animal Crossing, and I liked it at first. It's like, okay, you get these little small tasks, you get to fish, you get to uh, chop down wood, you get to hit rocks and stuff like that. So it was like a nice, relaxing game to me. And then uh, casually, you just go on, progress through the story, and then you just build things. And, and you know, it's just fun, something just to take your mind off. You don't, you just aimlessly go around doing whatever you have to do. Um, it wasn't until recently when this whole um, Easter event started popping off where I just started getting annoyed with all these eggs and stuff. And I'm just like, all right, so what's the point of all these egg stuff? Like, I'm just going around hitting eggs and then making different egg ornaments and stuff like that. And then that was often as like, what would keep me playing this game, especially for this uh, mode or anything? But um, going to di different people, friends, islands, be able to communicate with your friends and stuff like that. Uh, see if they have different fruit, knock that down and go and plant it on your island and just not. Uh, I like the just how the game looks visually on the switch i like that a lot and i like, like how you can uh, decorate your island and different stuff like that so it's something that i would play here and there would i just be like a massive uh animal crossing player i wouldn't see that but like if a new event were to pop off and then i was semi-interested i would just you know boot it up and then see what it's about and see how long i would play it for what's the name um 
I, I'm still playing it every night. Like I play it every night for like 30 minutes. I think I just like it because it helps me sleep. Like I, I, I always end up falling asleep with my switch on my chest because I go fishing and I just knock out. It's a nice zen game to relax you. And I agree. When they put out that that uh, Easter event, like that shit was annoying. But they recently patched it, so you're not getting that many eggs anymore. Um, I, it, it it is fun, but it's 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 not for everybody because there's real no real clear objective. It's almost like The Sims with like animals and shit. I think the game is just really charming and you just kind of want to see what all your neighbors are doing and saying because they do be saying like funny shit and they do be doing it. like there's like this drunk bird that washes up on the beach for me like every fucking night. It's just funny like it's it's hard to explain but it's just fucking funny to interact with these people. Um, if anything if I could critique it I think what would make it really dope is if like to add to the customization if they added mini games to the game because like in my house I have a, um, a ping pong table and like it would be nice if like you could bring your friends over and you literally could play the ping pong with each other if that makes sense like having like the mini games or like letting somebody get like an arcade in their house and being able to play like i don't know some bootleg yeah. version of street fighter 2 like making them rare items like things to strive for i think that would make the game uh stand out a little bit more but it, it's it's not for everybody because there's no real clear point to it it's like if you don't like the sims or games like that you probably are not gonna well like I, so for people who look from the outside looking in i would say like the main goal is just to decorate like the, all right so the main like story that i picked out from the game is basically you start off on this island it's basically blank slate right and then you're just building this island up to attract some superstar some superstar dog to perform on the island so that's what like the story would be and then you just have to do different tasks so like one of the tasks would be like hey do you want a home to live in instead of the tent that they give you when you begin and then they say okay here we're gonna build your home pick the spot okay now you got to pay this amount of money to uh, pay off your home so it's basically like real life i was gonna say yeah it, it low-key it low-key could be a good gift for like a kid because low-key it teaches you capitalism responsibility capitalism with like no due date like you don't have a certain day that yeah. you have to pay you about what, on what bank loans yeah. are <laughs> we gotta add 30 day reminders and, and p- people telephone calling yeah, you can learn about managing life real quick in that game so i think that that's actual positive to it uh jay you got any hot takes on animal crossing new horizons Nah, bro. I'm bored of y'all talking about this. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm not a fan of playing games that seemingly have no end game. I understand why people do because a lot of people are creative. Um, like you mentioned, Animal Crossing community and the Sims community. So I mean, it's a game for them. Like if you're that type of person that just wants to make a whole bunch of people like in the Sims and and, and like you know role playing, do all that type of stuff. That's fine. Um, and then Animal Crossing, if you you know want to go through getting whatever um, whatever the hell you're doing in the in the game, fishing and, and getting different materials. I got Naruto and, outfits. My drip is crazy. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen people like you know put different pictures in their houses or whatever, uploading it into that. Like that's fine. Well, I'm not the creative type like that. It's just not my type of game. So it's like whatever. Like I I need a game that has an end game. I need to say, hey, I actually beat this game. I'm not trying to seemingly in a sense waste my time playing it but i understand why there's a community for it it's fine you don't want to make a music you don't want to dig up fossils and create your own museum with dinosaurs i'm good bro i don't know man that museum is very detailed man with the breakdown of everything and 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 blathers will tell you all the facts about the bugs and the the dinosaurs (laughs) (laughs) you know i've seen i've seen couples you know having themselves a good little time sitting together with their little animal crossing character you're real real funny jg real funny (laughs) (laughs) real cute 
I like that love is in the air, you know. Yeah, all right, next topic. <laughs> What you African Americans are talking about? <laughs> yo, yo, you know, that's that's what y'all gotta do since you know we in quarantine time. <laughs> <laughs> gotta Ble- do it virtually. <laughs> Bleeding's edge. Bleeding edge. Anybody? Anybody? Is that a, anybody care about? This game this? is dead, bro. I hate to say it. It's uh, not dead. Be- it's just on Xbox. But that's exactly what you put, that's put exactly what you say. It's dead because it's on Xbox. It's not dead, it's on Xbox. Put it on a shirt, right? <laughs> so no, I, I mean I was excited about the game when it first came out. Uh we ended up getting a game, we played it for a little bit. But I could tell as soon as we started playing it, I knew that it wasn't going to last long. First of all, there were some major triple A games that were coming out. So it just ended up being bad timing, even though it was kind of before all of those games ended up coming out. But once they did, I knew that people were going to just immediately abandon it. Um, second, there aren't enough maps for me. So, like, for the maps that they do have, once you played, um, you know, four matches, then you pretty much played all of the maps. So Yeah, the uh, beta so had we, three of the four maps in the game. I was like, this is it? Exactly. We need a little bit more variety there. Like, you've had a good amount of time, I feel like, Ninja Theory 2 to actually get um a little bit more content into the game i like the characters like i don't really have a problem with the characters and their moves and like when you're actually playing with the whole crew it's fun but you i just feel like there's just not enough map variety there's not enough game modes either so uh we need a little bit more content for me to like consistently want to play it uh because like after playing a couple times with the crew like i was back on call of duty warzone and back on apex so, like, I don't really see a reason for me to immediately want to be like, yeah, like, I want to play Bleeding Edge every day. Like, it's it's fine, but um, but I'm just not a fan of, of wanting to go back to it until I get some more content. I feel like they kind of just bit themselves, uh, shot themselves in the foot with this game, just not having enough um, enough variety to just keep me playing. Yeah, they didn't even, I don't even think I seen a commercial for this game, no YouTube ads or nothing like that. They They really know how to kill their own games. Like you said, it doesn't have enough content, doesn't have enough maps, doesn't have enough game modes. It just it just feels like a half baked idea. Um, and, and at its core, I think it's actually pretty good. It's like a seven. It's not a bad game, but it's like eh. Like this should have been. I think it would have been better if it was a free to play game. No, then one of the other major things we had a struggle just trying to get into the party with each other. Um, like the first couple of days. Yeah. Like you gotta go through freaking hoops with that stupid Microsoft Store and the and the Xbox Game War on on PC in order to do it. I don't know if people were having these problems on Xbox, but it's crossplay anyway. So either way, you still gotta deal with it if you're trying to play with people on the on whatever platform. Um, on a different one, but it was just it was a struggle. You were trying to get into that, so that automatically turned me off. And then once it got into it, like I said, it was fun playing as a crew, but it just got boring very, very fast. So I hope that they have some immediate plans on like what they're going to add, whether it's uh, characters, maps, uh, map game mode. They need to add something because it's it's not going to last. Like it's unfortunately, it's another one of those Xbox exclusives or Windows exclusives um, that all the Xbox are, you know, they were clamoring about saying that this is, you know, this is the game. We got another exclusive, but it's not going to last long. It's just like any other Windows exclusive, unfortunately. I think it's disappointing, though, just because it's... And this is why I'd be telling people don't get excited just because a certain company is making something. Even great ones miss. Like, this is Ninja Theory. How the hell you go from Hellblade to this shit? Yeah. It, it definitely was a miss on this one. So, I'm waiting on the... Uh, I'm, I'm waiting on the, the sequel to the Senua's Sacrifice for Hellblade, so... Whatever. Uh, any any hot takes, uh, Ethos? Nope. Never played it. Looks cool though. 
Yeah, if anything, it did it did make me realize that I missed playing like a third person like MOBA ish type game. Like, just made me miss Paragon. Let's get off this topic. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the news section of the podcast. Lots of PS5. You know, I'm looking at the notes and I didn't put this here. Did we talk about that PS5 um, reveal or or nope. what was what was it? We didn't. I thought we talked. I, I thought we did talk about the reveal and how, unless it was your podcast, maybe it was your. Podcast. I know I talked about it on mine. This is what I'm talking about. These podcasts are starting to fucking blur together to me. Like uh, I know I talked about. It. I don't think we talked about it on the GI one, but just in case we haven't, like what was what was kind of everybody's first impressions of a, uh, or not even first impressions, but like what were their thoughts on the whole technical jargon going on in the. Uh, I don't want to call it a reveal event. What was it? What was it? Uh, I mean, they did exactly like they did when they introduced the PS4 Pro. Like, nobody wants to hear that stuff. I'm sorry. Like, you have to, like you say all the time, TVH, like, you have to account for the lowest common denominator. It was extremely boring, even for a person like myself, who is, a, I feel like I'm a technical person when it comes to technology. I like that type of stuff, but I'm not trying to hear somebody talk for a half hour to an hour about all of the ins and outs of the PS5, your new technology. And you're, you're even talking about stuff that either I know about and I don't care about, or I don't know about and I still don't care about. The only thing that people want to see is what the damn console looks like. They want to see what other like standard features that they understand. Like, okay, it has an SSD in it. They don't want to know the technical aspects of the SSD. They just want to know what does the SSD do? If you don't know what SSD hard drive does, oh, it's faster than a regular HGD. Like, that's all that you need to know in that certain aspect. Like, you don't need to talk about the technical aspects of it. Like, again, that was just, it, like, the whole presentation was a miss. But in their defense, in their defense, that wasn't really supposed to be a presentation for the public. But due to coronavirus and the quarantine and various conventions getting canceled, like the GDC, because this was what it originally was supposed to be for, um, they care about the technical stuff. But just for the general public, it would just, it sucked. Like, it I don't really like that sucked. argument. Because I've seen people say that too. It was supposed to be for GDC. And if that's the case, then send that video to game development. Go send it to Naughty Dog, send it to Activision. You know what I'm saying? Just send it to the studios and let them watch that on their own time so they get an idea of what they're going to work with with the PS5. Why did you put that in the public eye? Once you that's put Point. Once you put something in the public eye, it's allowed to be publicly scrutinized. Um, no, I, I agree but, with that. But I then agree. again, you could go off of you know all all me or all press is good press, so they're probably operating off of that. So they're like, okay, we could put it out to the media. We have uh, all these other people who probably don't know a lick of what uh, they're saying. They'll just hype it up as like, oh, the PS5 is going to be one of the greatest gen- uh, consoles of the uh, last twenty years or whatever. So they're just trying to get the name out. So if they put it out to the public, everyone's just going to carry that name for however however many days after the conference. You also so. have to be cognizant of what the competition is doing in answer to that, too. And like this whole presentation, to me, it, it felt like arrogance in a sense that like, oh, we don't care what the competition is going to do. And we're still going to give you this stupid technical jargon because the reality mm-hmm. is Xbox did appeal to the lowest common denominator. They put out an article and they Microsoft did. did it right. Yeah, they gave some, te- they, video. They gave yeah. some technical jargon. Mm-hmm. They told you how many teraflops was, but they also said that it's going to feature backwards compatibility across all Xbox games. And they showed the game which ps5, yeah. which PS5 said they were not gonna do they, they did a, they, they did a nice mix of technical jargon and lowest common denominator, and that's what sony needed to do and it was like fuck what microsoft did we're gonna and i think the most disappointing thing is like it's the arrogance and also they came out the biggest concern to me about this is that 800 gigabyte hard drive 
they have not came out and said that's just for the OS. They they just said it's it, that's it. Like I'm, they that's, need to clarify that because that's I don't know about that dog. Like Call of Duty is 200 gigabytes alone. It's cool mm-hmm. as an SSD, but SSDs is 20 year old talking technology. Like it's not yeah, something now at new. This point, like you need it, you need a terabyte like minimum, and even the terabyte isn't nah, enough. We need three. Age. I think three. No, but I said, but I said minimum. Minimum, yeah. you need a terabyte. <laughs> like anything, anything under that, like you might as well just throw it in the trash. Like it's not even, it's not even going to work. Like I don't even know what they're, what they're doing at this point. Besides just trying to save money, because that's really what it is. They're just trying to save money. They're trying to cut costs any way that they can in order to make the console cheaper. Because again, people still don't realize we're in 2020. People still don't realize how much these consoles actually would cost if you put all of the the really really high-end parts into it and even still with the parts that they have in it they're going to be taking a loss like most likely it doesn't, mm, they, it doesn't they're probably matter. already taking a they're already taking a loss now with everything that's going on with coronavirus and everything because mm-hmm. that's affecting yeah we're going to get on that next yeah everything's getting chopped down so now they probably already taken a loss now it's going to get to the point like if they put out this price point just say we get back into like normal functioning society where's everybody at like everybody a lot of people are losing their jobs so a lot mm-hmm. of people are not going to be able to put out 400 maybe 500 for a console so now they're at a point where they're like okay we might have to redesign this whole marketing system and figure out a price point where hey we don't lose that much money because they're probably going to take a loss with this launch if they release it either supposedly it was supposed to be this year but even if they release it within the next year they'll probably still take a loss at whatever price point they do put it at yeah they're 100 taking a loss they're, they're, they're going to take a loss manufacturer loss because they're not going to be able to produce as much so um so that's going to be either delayed um but uh, they already lost money besides because uh, i'm sure that they were in the middle of trying to manufacture something so yeah coronavirus really fucked that over but it's it's another thing too because uh, of the next thing that we're going to talk about what's going <laughs> on with the ps5 so i think so. i think it smells of arrogance though just because like if if price like y'all said really is the issue then why not do a configuration where instead of a, an 850 gigabyte ssd in the hard drive do uh, do something like i don't know 125 gigs to work and then like a regular hard drive in there like a regular cheap hard drive in there with a terabyte uh that way you know you have an ssd in there you put that the os on there and then maybe you can have one or two games on there and then the rest they'll be like put it on the hard drive and you can upgrade they it later can't. they can't do that why not? Oh, why don't they? Because well, they've marketed the entire system to be faster than the PS4 from a loading standpoint. They can't go back now and just be like, okay, well, there's regular hard. They might say you can buy your own regular, but it seems like to me and what both consoles are doing is they're making it only SSDs. You can use 800 gigabytes says we don't care. You're going to buy that shit anyway. And like, well, I'm really a- hoping Xbox don't do that. They made expansion bays, right? Like, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So it's going to cost more in the long run then. Well, yeah, because like Xbox has a whole expansion bay where you can like plug in basically their own form factor SSD, like how they did with, remember how the old ones where you have to buy their custom hard drive, you know, it was just like, oh, I just use my own and they'll, you know, but PlayStation has a similar thing, I think, where it's like, oh, well, you can like plug in like an SSD with like a certain cord or something like that probably and, and be able to use that ssd in order to like put your extra games on like how we have it now for our regular hard drives like mine right now is set up that way where i have just a regular external hard drive that i have through usb 3.0 that i have hooked into the ps4 for extra games but mm-hmm. I, at the end of the day like this is the biggest l sony has taken since the ps3 they launched the ps3 with that price that big price tag like this is this is um has me a little concerned and on top of that not to spread rumors and shit but like you know that whole rumor where it's like i'm not i'm skeptical too about it i don't I, it seems too 
like worst case scenario to me to be true but if there's even like a little bit of truth in those like little rumors of apparently the ps4 having a lot of te- a lot of technical issues um and like overheating issues, the article like, up. i can bring it up PS5. yeah all like, right so it, what ethos yeah. is talking about just for like clarification there's rumors that are hitting the net that the ps5 could be in trouble um reports are claiming that um the developer community feels that sony has dropped the ball partially because it's underestimated microsoft and the new xbox and this is why by certain measurements the ps5 specs are considerably inferior to the specs of the new xbox according to this new rumor the ps5 can maintain its clock speeds uh, can't maintain its clock speeds which is causing severe overheating problems which in turn is causing the hardware to fail at an alarming rate Further lack of power is also apparently leading to optimization issues while the Xbox has is reliable in terms of power. Um, so they're they're having a hard time developing games and this thing is is they're saying it's failing. Red ring of death is what it sounds like to me. Yeah, I don't I, I again They're like, talking about redesigning the PS5 the, that if yeah, this rumor that is true. stuff's like Tuesday stuff where I'm like, I don't even know if I can believe this. Like would they really go as far to like re, like Maybe they use the coronavirus as like a cover and say, "Oh, because of this, we delayed it a year." Or something that would be like that. smart. But, that would be smart. Yeah. Yeah, but like maybe they do that under the guise of that but to actually fix these internal issues, like the PS4. And 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 I know some people will put in the comments and say, "Oh, you can't believe this," or they'll they'll type and say something like, "Well, the developers said it, or Sony said this." They're gonna of course PR you and to say that there's no problem. But just thinking about this, if this is true. The only evidence I can have to weigh against it to say there might be truth to this is that it's strange to me that we're this close, right? They said that these are coming out on holiday. We are, what, four months into 2020, and we have not seen what this console looks like. I honestly don't think any of these games or these consoles are coming out this year with this Rona shit. Yeah, like, well, no, I just mean in general. Like, Mm. Xbox last year showed us what it looks like. Right, they had the video at E3. They had the video. They told you what the vision was. They had the what it looked like, and you know people try to slander them as it was a fridge, but it was actually very economically. It was very smart how they designed it because now it's like built like a PC, like a tower. Um, but think about that. Sony has not shown us anything with the console because Sony you still is don't known- know anything about this console. They've always seen is like some tech behind the scenes stuff of how fast it loads, but you can always easily do that controller, with bro. <laughs> Sony <laughs> is known to be arrogant. This is what I tell you. History tends I think to they, repeat I think itself. They got too PS2, yeah, I think they PS2 was fire. And then, and then they dropped the ball with the PS3 because they got arrogant with the PS2 and the 360 yeah. smacked them. And then Microsoft got arrogant because the 360 was successful and the PS4 smacked them. And as I'll be telling people like, mm, wait to see what they going to do yeah. because history tends to repeat itself. Microsoft could come back around with a hook. You never yep, know. And be like, yo, we got games now. That's all they got to say is all they need to do is like, cause they got Hellblade 2 now. So that's like that's a really high profile game that a lot of people are interested in playing. Like if they can turn out these like big quality AAA games like that Sony can that they're holding back, maybe they're hiding them. But if they come out next year, it's like, yo, we got bang new gears, bang new Halo. Like if, if them shits hit and Sony's still like trying to pick up the pieces and figure out what the hell is wrong with their console or they like I can't even fathom if, if Sony doesn't come to market the same time market Microsoft does, it might be a slaughter. It might not be good for them. I'd be very surprised. Like if they're like we delay a year and Microsoft's ready at Halloween. I mean, Halloween holiday. I like. I would love to see the analysts like try to like break down the numbers of that. It could be like detrimental to Sony. Like it's not that simple though, too, because like even if Microsoft is ready, we don't know what the fuck is going on with this Rona shit. Motherfuckers don't got money for new consoles. 
Oh yeah. Well, I'm I'm just saying like from a standpoint of having something on the market faster than Sony does. Mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say fast because like right now I I don't remember where I read it, but I heard that Nintendo was halting shipping of Switches over to the America. So that's a big problem in itself. So who knows who knows how long this Corona shit will last? Where they'll be like, okay, we'll open up the gates to ship out more consoles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, or I'm not even saying that, right? Like, like let's say we're past the Rona problem, right? Let's say like holiday, let's say the Rona's gone, or let's say they launch it like early next year, and then let's say Sony doesn't even launch the PS5 around that same time. Let's say the like P- Sony says, yeah, we're not launching the PS5 until 2022, mm. and then and Ooh. then like Xbox is already out for like almost a year before that even. Comes yeah, out. that would be detrimental. Yeah, that like that scenario is like horrifying and the thing is it's actually plausible because if you stack both companies and you say okay what is this company showing me of their new console and what is this company showing me of this new console there's there's a there's a huge gap in like information right now like a, an extreme gap in like oh here's the games like we don't even know the games xbox straight up said yeah we're gonna have backward compatibility like we're pushing it all through all gens on our new system sony like we we don't know anything like, we, we barely know anything about how this like how it looks um, is this going to be able to take my PS4 Blu-rays? Do I have to? I think they said some Blu-ray? games would be backwards compatible. I think they said up to the PS3. Is it just the PS3 or is it PS4? Like, do we even have confirmation? It's like I don't know. It was it was just like a it was very vague what they said. Yeah, yeah, like like this is just stuff that like I feel like by now, if you're watching holiday, we should know this information, and we don't. No, I agree. I I agree. It it just sucks because like we don't know for sure if you know Corona is in fact delaying this information. So it it just it really sucks in that aspect. But going back to F F and win because I I really think it is going to happen. It's only is going to have to delay um, delay whenever their console is coming out. Xbox, like I really hate. I don't want them to drop the ball, like because Microsoft, it's really in their hands at this point. If they can deliver some high end games, and we're not talking about the old IPs, uh, because uh, again, like we know that that what that's going to do. We know what Halo and Gears and Forza uh, are going to do. But I'm tired of those. If they can get these studios to deliver these high end games, and they'll win, they'll win easily. And they're and, all cla- and, and they're all. They- they're all cross-platform too. They gotta all be cross-platform. Yeah. The ones well, that they have said it would be. They I said mean, that like, as well. But yeah. wouldn't that put uh, uh, developers at a crossroads? It's like, okay, so we were originally only were doing PS4. Now the PS4 is delayed. We don't know how long they're gonna be delayed for. We have this Xbox console. That's the only thing on the market. Wouldn't just that force developers' hands? Like, okay, we gotta create it, create some type of game for some type of platform. And if the PS4 is not gonna or the PS5 is not gonna be out, we might as well just develop it for the Xbox. And whenever well, the PS4 comes, yeah, could be another. Like, another as long as they're not under contract, yeah. Well, yeah, like think of it like this, right? Every AAA game, if, if Sony, and, and again, we're all talking hypotheticals, so right. that might, this is all theory, but if Sony is literally like, if they can't launch the PS5 at the same time that Xbox launches theirs, imagine them having months of games that aren't on the PS5 that you have to pay on the PS4. Do you remember how it was when we played on the Xbox 360, those games, Battlefield 5 on the 360 compared to the one, or like, you know, like just the vast difference in how the mm. games were functioning? Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine that like, next gen. Yeah, we imagine. Like, wow, like yeah. this looks oh. totally different. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. So don't even fathom, like, don't even think about, um, don't even think about, like, just uh, exclusives, right? Think of just any third-party game having a downgraded version. You're playing it at 1080p on the PS4, or you're playing it at 4K, fake 4K, or you're playing at 30 frames per second on PS on PS4. And Xbox is over here talking about, like, hey, you can play that game at 60 frames, 4K on our system. 
and we have better like infrastructure and the game just runs better. Now imagine all the tech lineups of all the videos online, you know, your your digital foundries doing comparisons and it, the Xbox just dunking them and just being or like even worse yeah, situation. It, Think it would about be pretty fucking terrifying. What if some games don't even choose to come to it because they're yeah, talking too, too. they're talking about this new Xbox is as powerful. The GPU it's would be good. powerful as a 2070 or a 2080. Yeah. If we're talking PC, it, it's really good. It's yeah, we're talking PC system. gaming specs. Developers might look at that and be like, "Well, why don't we just develop our game for PC?" And Xbox because Box. because you know like Ubisoft has said that they believe in that console parity shit and it seems like it might be too much work for them to create a PC and an Xbox version and then create a, a Wii U version basically the PS5 version of their next Watch Dogs and then on top of that add on top of this that Sony's been so like uptight about doing crossplay stuff with different platforms Xbox has been like yo whatever platform you're at yo we will hook up with you and we'll like we'll play games together like any multiplayer developer would look at that and be like, oh, I definitely want to pick Xbox over PS4. Because if PS4 isn't going to allow me to hook up to like, let's say PC, it's not going to let me hook up to the Xbox or Earth Nintendo Switch, but Xbox can give me the biggest yield of players, I'm going to pick Xbox. Like this is just like a whole other, like, you know, a lot of things that Sony has to like figure out and like explain and be more open about. Because if they they don't, man, I don't, oh man, it's not going to be good, buddy. I mean... On the positive side, you know, we got to first look at the PS5 controller. <laughs> yeah, was... That shit looks trash, bro. Uh, okay. Those things are just trash. What about you, Jay? It's <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Like, I, I, again, I kind of just need to get my hands on it. But it, right now, I'm My hands ache looking at that looks. picture, bro. I, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm not liking the way that it looks, bro. Eat those the residential PS5 hater. Uh, I, I don't really care here. what a controller looks like. Yeah, I just want to touch it. Like, I don't care what I'm not looking oh, at. Oh, yeah, the you want to touch it? You want to? Uh, uh, <laughs> what about you, boss? I just feel like it's like, all right, everyone's been saying that the Xbox controller has been the best feeling controller. Like, people feel more comfortable playing with the Xbox controller. It just feels like PS, the PlayStation, the Sony over the time has gradually gotten their controller to look a little bit bigger to look like an Xbox controller. Because mm. now, kind of, yeah, it's kind of taking that shape a little bit so i'm just like i guess but all this hype all this commotion over controller is just like all right what do you guys really care for like why are you hyped over a controller like what are the well, here's the reasons play? that they're hyped sony list these are the features the controller will have a two-tone color scheme form factor what does that mean form factor <laughs> light bar replacement haptic feedback adaptive triggers rechargeable battery via usb-c a built-in mic and a create button. Oh, they just now got USB-C. That's cute. that shit was trending on Twitter. I thought that was pretty. <laughs> they just now got. They like, just now welcome got to that. 2010. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's adorable, bro. I think it's cool that I have a built-in mic though. So can't nobody make the excuse they can't no, communicate. That's just no, gonna sound you, trash. It's gonna sound trash, but at bare minimum, everybody will have a mic. Is they gonna sound like they mm. underwater? Use yeah. Discord. <laughs> PS4. Put, the Sony, troll in me likes that everybody will have a mic. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, but then, and then a few minutes into the game, you're gonna mute that person because everything in the background you can hear. You can hear the baby crying because they right. haven't had milk. Be <laughs> Yo, turn that shit off, bro. Exactly. Oh my god. Sony, uh, if you don't put Discord on the PS5, you're trash. Period. Xbox too. Like just put it on console, Xbox bro. Bring Discord. us all together. No, but it's like in a very limited form. Like you can just like check oh, your messages. You can't you can't shit. join a voice chat though. Oh yeah, put voice chat. You know what? Fuck your party system. Just put Discord. Make Discord your new party system. Facts, bro. Whoever puts that in their console, I think would actually win. Oh yeah, big facts. <laughs>
Not really, because the niggas would just be like, how do you use Discord? How come they didn't just stick to Xbox oh, chat? They don't deserve to play on new consoles. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> well, Hopefully they It's don't. 2020. Why well, need gifts on my console? <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they don't. <laughs> but I agree, though. It finally get these console people. They're like, oh, my God, this is what Discord sounds like? Like, yeah, well, this is what Discord looks like? This is the functionality of it? The sound is better, bro. It is what it is. Um, actually, Discord should be on console too because I don't know if you saw, but they just rolled out the feature yesterday. Um, noise suppression, so like it, it doesn't pick up your keyboard or like doors yeah, closing. I mean, Nomad, turn oh. it on. So like that could I'm that could help that, that could right help now. the that could help the PS5 uh, the PS5 uh, mic in the controller. You won't have to hear the baby crying because the the Discord will suppress the noise. Mm, more reasons to get a PS5, but y'all need to make sure y'all should don't overheat first. So. Um, work on one thing at a time. Speaking of more overheating, uh, The Last of Us Two has been delayed indefinitely. I think I, I'm not surprised it's been delayed. I'm not surprised if any more games get delayed. I'm just surprised it was delayed indefinitely. We don't know when it's coming out, which makes me think they might try to push it to the PS5. Uh, basically, they just said the Rona. They, they they don't know. You know, people can't work. People can't hit the office. Logistics and shit. Um, does it surprise anybody? Anybody have any hot takes on this? Uh, this this hurt anybody's feelings? Uh, Man. I mean, it kind of kind of sucks that you know won't be able to play it, uh, when you wanted to, but uh, I mean it is what it is. It's not like we're not used to games getting delayed, even you know without the Rona, mm. especially when it's a hype game. So I mean, just look at Cyberpunk. Just imagine if Cyberpunk was supposed to come out in the original date. Mm, I even think that original delay is kind of hurting Cyberpunk because like now, when is it actually going to be a release now? September. They, they, they said September on my yeah, birthday. They said they're so. not delaying it. Oh, they're not? Yeah, they. I was surprised too. They said they're going to make it happen. Oh, so okay. Like, all right. Yeah, I was like, all right, go ahead, King. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll freaking see. Uh, well, let's talk about a, a funny story. Uh, Rona going on GameStop. They don't want to close because they're an essential business because they sell mice and keyboards. Um, okay. Have any of you guys ever bought a <laughs> mouse or a keyboard from GameStop? No. Nah. Okay, well, they, they claim they that's the I, I, I didn't know that either. Apparently, yeah. they do. I haven't seen any type of uh, any type of PC peripherals there. But then again, I haven't looked because when's the last time I've been at GameStop? Yeah, I'm gonna chop that up to fake news. I know Best Buy does, and even I like I barely bought any you know uh, PC peripherals there because I mean they have a limited amount. But but even still, like I get much on Amazon or Newegg, so I didn't even know that GameStop was selling it. But is the sure, whatever? I mean, it would. No, my bad. No, go ahead. Man. I was like, as the Rona problem continues to worsen, uh, America still is not taking health and putting that first. Uh, it's still all about a dollar. GameStop's trying to sell open. Like, this is like the worst case scenario that could ever happen to GameStop. Like, every week there's a new article talking about hey, this could be the week they're going to collapse. And, like, this Rona shit happens. So now a news article came out that there was a GameStop in, games, uh, in Boston, in Boston of all places. Um, the manager was telling people to basically wrap their hands in plastic bags. And uh, that's how that's how they were doing business. <laughs> so basically the I customers... Just, were, I can just hear the poverty. Holy so so the customers had to stand outside the door, whatever game. Let's say you wanted Cyberpunk. You asked for a cop or a cyber, Cyberpunk. And then the, the, the employee reaches with his hand with the plastic bag. He takes your card, swipes the card. Then he leaves the, the card in the plastic bag in the game and hands it back to you. What's this doing for you guys? Yeah, it just takes me back to like, remember when like before the chips were entered into your credit cards and shit, 
like you had to use the strip, but then your strip wasn't working. So they had to put it in a plastic bag to swipe it on the fucking keypad for it to work. Mm-hmm. That's that what it took it back to. I have never heard you, or you dealt with that. that. <laughs> nah, because like sometimes your strip wouldn't work on your car. So they that's would put it in a plastic bag and then they would swipe it down for it to work. So that's just the first thing that came to my mind. But it's just doing a lot for a company that doesn't get that much. Yeah. I'm I'm just over GameStop. I'm tired of hearing these Doomsday GameStop articles and stuff like that. Like, who is still shopping there? Like, I don't know Amazon or Best Buy or whatever. Best Buy is actually surprisingly doing well. No, no, they just over need to give it up at this point. Best Buy, Best Buy's doing pretty good. I think for their company. Well, yeah, they're shut down, up. but they're still paying their they're still paying their employees. Yeah, before the whole Rona thing hit, but yeah, their stocks are up surprisingly. Yeah. Um, it is what it is so if you guys don't be surprised if you guys go to a GameStop and you pull up and somebody has a hazmat suit or they have some plastic bags on their hands um, because that's how they're doing business if they're still open um Mario remasters there's a rumor going around that since this is the 35th birthday of the Super Mario franchise that Nintendo is working on some Mario remasters as well as a new Paper Mario the remasters include Super Mario 64 Sunshine and the original Galaxy uh, let's play devil's advocate. Let's pretend like this is true. What's that doing for you, Ethos? Which which Mario games? Uh, sixty four, Sunshine and Galaxy. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not a big Mario fan, so I wouldn't care. But I did not play Sunshine. People tell me that game was phenomenal. I was just about I to say that's that. that's the best. I don't care nobody. So that's the best Mario game of all time. Yeah, I, I might pick it up just to try that game out to see if it really holds up. So, mm, what about you, uh, Jay? I also did not play Sunshine. Y'all some fraud ass gamers. Right I didn't now. have a GameCube. Okay, sorry. Yeah, we, sorry, we, we all around around super soaking people. I'm sorry. My homie had a GameCube. But I mean, this is the era of the remaster. So we've seen the success that Capcom has had, for example. Uh, so if this rumor is true, then I'm sure a lot of people will enjoy it. I'll play 64. I'll play 64 over. I, I've really enjoyed Mario 64. Uh, Galaxy. Actually, I didn't play Galaxy either. I didn't um, either. Nobody had it. I don't, I don't think anybody had a Wii that had common sense. Yeah. I think the only time I played Galaxy was when, like, I, I think they had them on demos at GameStop, surprisingly, yeah. and then I played, and I felt it was weird because, like, it was like the world was moving with you. That's the planet shit? Yeah. Yeah, that's the planet one. Oh yeah, I didn't, nah, that 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 should look like child. Oh yeah, I was at the yeah. I was at war with the Wii. I couldn't support that console. <laughs> um, but not yeah. cool though. Like yeah, I I think that a lot of people would enjoy it. I would definitely play sixty four. I think six, the, I think yeah, Super Mario sixty four would be the one that a lot of people would probably rebuy because that game was just like ahead of its time, mm-hmm. and then a lot of people would just have nostalgia over that one. So sixty four would probably take off. Sunshine has gotten incredible reviews, so I feel like those two games would probably carry it. So I would cop both of those. Yeah, put it in a bundle, like a three-way bundle for like sixty bucks. I cop it. Um, what's the name? I I hope the the Sunshine Remaster is true. Like you two need to experience what what a classic that game was. You get a water pack, you do backflips, and then you hover all over the place, and then you spray all over the bitches and shit. That game was fun. The game was fun. It takes me back to my childhood. Yeah, back back when parents you know governed their children and didn't let them play GTA at fucking seven. Um, since the last podcast, Modern Warfare 2 Remastered dropped. No multiplayer. What's that doing for you guys? I bought it. Oh, shame on you. Did you really? Yes, sir. I bought Why? Because I thought the campaign was really good. And I, I mean, I did too, but you really want to play it over? Yeah, sure. I haven't played it in like 10 years, so why not? Are you sure it's not because of Corona? And you're you're bored. Oh, it definitely is. It definitely is. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> At least you're admitting it. I'm like, wait a minute, Ethan. I'll be honest. I kind of wanted the skin too. 
That's why I'd be running around like ghosts now. This guy. Okay. Mm. All right. That skin is fire, bro. Wait, Iconic. there's a skin that ties to the Modern Warfare multiplayer? I was playing it last night as him. Yeah, it's the it's the uh the, the one where on they're swimming. They have no shame, Activision. Just ridiculous. I love it. You straight up supported that. That's funny. Yes, I I love it. <laughs> I'm good, bro. Like they I'm know EA what they're show. doing. What do, you, what, what, do you think this is far from low for me? No, nah, definitely not low. <laughs> it's it's expected. It's Did you pick expected. this one up, uh, boss? No, I'm not playing no. I'm not playing Call of Duty for no goddamn single player. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I, w- I would actually cop this for the multiplayer. I would have copped it for it's the only multiplayer. $20. Everybody would. If I mean, even if it's twenty dollars, I want a new tube like, control. Okay, All right, so I'm good. Freaking, I, I think the most concerning thing about this release, as soon as this shit was announced, fucking No Russian was trending on Twitter. And I'm like, some of y'all are a little bit too excited to shoot up that airport. It really concerns me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, okay, I, I understand that it's a meme. But, you know why like, it was. That shit ain't they no meme. They, they were all saying, because they were asking, did they remove it? Did they remove it? Because, you know, they wanted to get outraged if they got removed. Like, oh, you know, they removed the fucking... It's a, yeah, meme, PC culture. Yeah, yeah. PC yeah. culture. Yeah. They were waiting for it. And then when it did happen, they were like, oh... I guess okay. I guess I'll play it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were just looking for outrage. That's all that was. Well, I ain't buying that shit. Bring the multiplayer. Uh, and last but not least, I got on the podcast notes some data miner, da- uh, data mind, Apex data Legends. Dave. <laughs> data Dave, <laughs> data Dave, data mine the fucking Apex Legends <laughs> code, <laughs> and they found information on Loba, which is supposed to be the little girl in the in the trailer when they revealed Revenant. Uh, she grows up to join the uh, the games, and they revealed some of her abilities. Uh, ability one called Burglar's Best Friend. Throw a disc and teleport to that location. Supply for demand. None of these are confirmed. These are just things they found in the code. Hold to choose. Uh, supply for demand. Hold to choose a type of loot. Reveal that type of loot in the area around you through the walls. Ability three. Eye of the quality. Eye of quality. Loba can see through nearby walls for loot. And ability four, black market boutique, place a device that can steal all nearby loot. Is this doing anything for anybody? She's definitely a thief. She's a thief, uh-huh. but a lot of these abilities just, I feel like they would be annoying, especially with like Apex being such a. That teleportability? No, no, I don't know. Oh, what? Yeah, I guess. But like all that supply and demand in the black market boutique, I feel like you would just do that and then you get a whole bunch of shit that you didn't need and you're just like, all right, bro. Uh, let me clarify. When I say no, I say I don't want to see that shit. That sounds annoying, bruh. Fucking someone just throws a disc and teleports right behind you out of nowhere. That shit sounds awful. And, but I feel I like they'll, they'll probably offset it, but like you could probably see the disc and if you like destroy it before it lands, she doesn't have that ability anymore mm. or something like that. Okay. Uh, based off the other three abilities, like it definitely seems like they're trying to find some way to be make her like the premier looter in the game, I guess, so you can find the best loot. Is it doing anything for you, Jay? Uh, not really with these abilities, but uh, here we go again, though. Like, the Apex community just can't, they can't stop data mining. <laughs> like, they're going, they're going to piss the freaking respawn devs off. This is why they don't reveal anything. Like, because they just, well, they can't because you already know what it is. Like, so hopefully they find a way around this if this is true, but generally they have been right. So we'll see what happens this time, but. Uh, once again, it's it's another one of those situations where it just it can't wait on the new abilities and well maybe maybe on the bright side um you know a lot of Apex people went to Valorant so maybe it won't be as many people worried about this. What's the name? Uh, yeah, don't 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 get Loba killed because um, y'all data mining and stuff. Uh, what about you, Ethos? Y'all still play Apex Legends? 
I'm not gonna lie, season four is kind of dry. I do like the addition of the duos though, because I was playing that last night. Duo, I really duos might be. I like. I might enjoy duos more than trios. Uh, it makes the matches much more quicker when I'm when I'm not I in the mood to sweat. Like Apex, I'm sorry, Ethos. You said you said you lost your shooting ability. You said I think you just trash. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like but nobody now, plays bro. it. We all play Valorant over here, cuz. You, don't, oh, you won't be playing it when the beta's over. You're right. But I won't be playing Apex either. <laughs> what will you be playing? I'm going back to Call of Duty Warzone, baby. Better than Apex. You wow. gotta be kidding me. <laughs> nope. I 100% believe that. Uh, I 100% believe that. I believe that right now. In its loser. current form, Warzone is better than Apex Legends. I disagree. Because mm. I don't gotta deal with fucking Caustic. I don't have to deal with all these other fucking stupid-ass abilities. So you I just don't want to think. Gotcha. No, I don't want to deal with bullshit. I don't want to deal with Wraith with no hitbox, with small-ass hitbox. I don't want to deal with none of that bullshit. You don't want to deal with bullshit, but then you were spraying Dragon Breath in my fucking face last night with that stupid-ass shotgun. (laughs) Yeah, you kept dying, too. That's bullshit. Let's talk about that. (laughs) I sprayed my Dragon's Breath off. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Super pause. It's a shotgun. It's a shotgun. It is what it is. Uh, I I hope Season 5 comes uh, sooner than later, because... Other than the addition of duos and uh, season four has been kind of dry. Um, I do feel like the the addition of duos being permanent, it makes the Evo shield more viable. I feel much more. I've gotten me and Black got or both got red shields like yesterday, two games in a row. It makes it much more viable when the fights are shorter and you don't have to worry about a third person. But like that Evo shield, when you're running the three minute trios, it, it feels it doesn't feel good. Uh, but anyways, that's that's all I got on my show notes. Do you got anything else you want to add to the show before we wrap well, this one up? Okay. Well, about Apex, didn't it like? Well, if they follow metrics, shouldn't this new season follow with the new map? Because they did two seasons of the um, Kings Canyon, they have two seasons of this one. Then should the new map come around? Hopefully, it'll spice things up. Yeah, yeah, I think the rumors are. But like I said, the main thing that they need to do now, and, and they keep talking about, it, they keep asking the, uh, the developers about this. Give us crossplay. I think the crossplay would yeah, definitely revive yeah. this game. But it's just a matter of time. The game, they, but- they keep saying it's coming, but it's just a matter of when. Like, cause we're the, your game is kind of dying at this point. But like I said, all the Apex people they went over to Valorant. All the Fortnite people went over to Valorant. All the people that are playing Warzone for a little bit they went over to Valorant. So y'all need something to to kind of boost those numbers back up. Mm. There you have it. Play with help. Yeah, y'all said y'all have content available. Y'all have content ready all the way over to like this time, like next year. Like, where that content at? That's what I want to know. Um, that's all I got on my notes. Anything else you want to add before we wrap this one up? No, sir. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, you're the guest of the show, boss. What's your closing statement for Gaming Illuminati episode 97? Go. Uh, closing statement. Uh, just hope everybody stays safe out there. This coronavirus is really real. Um, make sure you can take care of your family. Please practice social distancing. It's not a joke. Um, appreciate you guys for having me on the show today. It was real fun. I've been trying to do this for a long time, and it was pretty fun today. Uh, and that's about it. Mm, Ethos, you got the floor. Let's you close the statement. Game Illuminati episode 97. Go. Yo, check out Samurai Zero when you got a chance. You know, we just dropped a new devlog. It's pretty nerdy. But if you like that nerdy shit, you know, like networking and how it works, check it out. Um, I'm also a Valorant streamer now. So you can check me out on twitch.tv slash gaming. You know, we be playing Valorant. We got drops over here, you know, dropping bodies, but we ain't got drops for y'all codes because y'all poor. So that's it. That's because you're poor. Uh, JG, what's your question? You got me all figured out. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh man, we are three episodes away from 100. I know we should have been at 100 like years ago, but you already know it's quality over quantity over here. Um, but I appreciate Boss Don for coming through, being on time. Uh, we appreciate you and your support over the years. And uh, yeah, I hope that quarantine ends soon because a nigga need a haircut. This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> Can't relate. I'm actually probably gonna cut my hair tonight. Anyways, uh Man. <laughs> <laughs> what's the name? Uh I appreciate everybody listening. If you want to be on the next episode, support us at patreon.com slash GI updates. Uh remember to rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts. You rating the show five stars helps us move up the algorithm. Um and share the podcast if you enjoy it because your support matters. And that's all I got for y'all. Hope y'all enjoyed episode 97. And we'll see you guys on the next episode of the Game Illuminati podcast. Peace.